This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. You know who I can do without? I can do without the people in the video store. Which ones? All of them. This is Massive Late Fee with Mike and Mark. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my co-host Mike. How are you doing, Mike? Uh, not too bad. How about yourself? Good. We're doing good. Here it is our dumpster diving episode. Get ready for some out of this world <laughs> terribleness. Uh, if you remember out of this world from the late 80s, early 90s, I think it was just a syndicated show, if I remember correctly. I'm think I, I, I am pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, I think it was on Channel 20 or something for us. It was, yeah. It was like a weird, a very weird block of shows. Like it was that, and like I think she's the sheriff was on there, which I never actually saw. Oh God, she's the sheriff. Yeah, wasn't that uh, Suzanne Summers? Yeah, and I think uh, Small Wonder was also on that because I don't think Small Wonder was a network show either. But I could be wrong. Yeah, I remember Small Wonder as well. Another really bad show. Yeah, that's a really weird show. It, it, at first, I thought it was like when I was a kid. I remember thinking. Oh, you know, Small Wonder, you know, I like the show. And then as I grew up, it was one of those things where I was like, oh, yeah, Small Wonder, I liked that show. And then I went uh, back and watched it for the YouTube dumpster diving stuff that I did. I watched an episode of it. I was like, oh, my God, this is terrible. Yes. Uh, it's it's so weird, too. This this dude, and I this is this is the joke that I used probably most often in, that, in the video I did on it. This dude built... A robot that looks like a little girl. <laughs> it's just, it's really weird. Uh, we'll be talking yeah, about, well, actually, if you listened yesterday, we, we talked about Bill Burr, and he, he mentioned something about uh, about uh, robots that you can have sex with. But that was kind of a, one of the jokes I did a lot on, on that thing. It's fucked up. But anyway, so now, what? Let's go. I don't have any news for this episode, Mike, because it's just, it's a slow news week. There's yeah, not a lot going on. I might as well just do it for one episode either. Anyways, it doesn't make sense to do it for both, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. So, let's, uh, let's first get into, do you want to do Keeping Current with Mike? Whatever you want to do. All right, well, let's do, an, let's do an episode of Keeping Current with Mike, then we'll do a Parents Guide game. And then we'll get into the uh, the, di- the di- dive of dumpsters. Sounds like a plan. All right, where are we going now? Um, we haven't been here in a while. It's on PerezHilton.com. Oh, I remember Mr. Hilton, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We got a lot of weird stuff on this page. There's like 5,000 ads. Like There's like a scroll going. I, I don't really understand. Perez Hilton's that. getting paid! I guess. Like, that, you know, hair mousse doesn't buy itself. Right. <laughs> our, uh, our, our first headline is uh, Horses in the Back. Uh, Brody Jenner and Ho- Josie can say go get romantic on a weekend trip to Montana. Oh. See, actually, I'm kinda, I actually first read that as uh, Jose can say go. I'm like, they're getting romantic on a weekend in Montana? That's really <laughs> odd. Josie can say go. Yeah, I can only assume it's Jose Canseco's daughter, and the other one, Jenner, is like one of the Caitlyn Jenner's kids or something. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, 
Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> For a second, I thought I thought that was a joke. I thought it was one of the sisters. But then, yeah, I, I, I forgot Caitlyn Jenner is uh, the former Bruce Jenner. So, um, yes. formerly Bruce Jenner. So, yes, it is, it is one of her kids, I guess. That's, that's how that works, Mark. So, Josie Canseco... Uh, it's pretty fucking hot. I mean, I I wouldn't have thought so because her dad is like it's always one a of those walking steroid. <laughs> well, here's the thing: whenever whenever a daughter is born and she has a dad with very distinct features, like very hard features, kind of like Jose Canseco has, like uh, Hulk Hogan, like Brooke Hogan. She looks a lot like a dude because just because right. unfortunately for her, and I'm not trying to be mean, but it's just her dad has like incredibly distinct features, um, and uh, like you know he's passed that on to her. Um, so you would think that the same thing would happen with Jose Canseco's daughter, but apparently not. I guess she looks a lot like her mom. Yeah, I guess I don't know. But I guess she's a model and. I don't know a model. That's all I can. That's all I can find about her. Fair enough. Our next. This is a weird. This next part's like a headline, but they're all like it's like four little like headlines in one box. It's like you know, there's like one in like upper left, upper right corner. It's all about like a Miley Cyrus. Oh, great! And, and, and they use like two pictures, and they just see like zoom in. It's like so weird. Like in one picture, it's the exact same picture, it's just zoomed in. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, Caitlin Carter spotted sporting an M ring on that finger. Caitlin Carter just left the thirstiest all caps comment <laughs> on Miley Cyrus, and that cuts <laughs> off. Who is Caitlin Carter? And Miley Cyrus is gay, or is, I don't know. Or is Caitlin a dude? Oh, it's a little lady. Well, this Caitlin is a lady, and always has been. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess. I- I guess that's true. You have we're to. Throwing a lot of na- we're throwing a lot of similar names around here, so we got to make sure that uh, we're not confusing things. Because I guess this Caitlyn Carter lady was married to Brody Jenner, so she actually was Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, holy, a- holy shit! Yeah, but it's with a, a K. Well, you know, it is. Uh, some men just always are attracted to their mom. Yeah, exactly. I'm guessing that's. I'm guessing that's what happened there. Yeah, uh, but then, like, it's like they weren't legally married. I don't know. I always wonder that, like, when celebrities like, oh, we got married in Italy. Is that legally, you know, a marriage here in the United States? Or do mm-hmm. they have to get married again? I don't know. So, apparently, Caitlin Carter is a blogger. Yeah, I don't know. If she was, like, uh, dating this, or not married to this Brody Jenner guy, now she's dating. The, I, I've said before, and I will say many, many times, I hate the entire uh, Cyrus's clan. Oh, yeah. I wish the yacht they were on would be attacked by a megalodon and swallowed <laughs> I just don't care for them. The fact that I have to read this just really annoys me. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I, I, we all know your your hatred of the uh, the Cyrus clan for sure. But uh, apparently, this Caitlin Carter has an estimated net worth of eight hundred thousand dollars, which I guess is not a ton. But she's a blogger. Huh? What blogger's making eight hundred grand? I think Press Hilton's technically a blogger, I guess. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, that, and we know he's making that money. Yeah. Uh, this next, we just have one more headline. Another group of people I hate. Oh, okay. Um, it's from the Royals. Uh, Prince uh, Harry yes. gives, gives an adorable update on Baby Archie. Here's the update. He's getting so big. 
<laughs> wow. And yeah, they, that, that's a headline that you have to you know put on your uh, piece of shit blog that you're uh, you know putting. Yeah, I love when I, I love when people become so famous that we have to hear uh, every annoying story about them, like they're our aunt. Oh, uh, he's getting so big now. Yeah, great, thanks. Yeah, so that's all I have from the uh, good people at. Um com. Back to you. Yeah. Real quick, by the way, Archie, apparently, named after Archie Comics, is four months old. So, thanks. That he's getting so big. Thanks for the updates. Yeah, no shit. Uh, we need a month by month, uh, you know, that's the thing is like, I'm surprised that, that there's not, uh, well, there probably is just uh, weekly picture updates of uh, this kid. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's more, even more, like, nuts over there, you know. But, I mean, I don't know. It's, like, people, like, everyone's, like, obsessed with, like, documenting everything now. Like, you know, we have kids. I don't think even when ours were, like, babies, like, they did, like, they do now where it's, like, oh, look, here's every month you take a picture and, like, Rachel mm-hmm. about the kid, you know. A lot of people do that stuff now. Yeah, yeah, they do. Shout out to Rachel. RJ and Rachel, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I, was thinking, I didn't want to say it, but uh, someone had to. No offense to you guys. No, no, but that's just what people do now. I've seen like pretty much everybody with like a, a young child now does mm-hmm. that. You know? Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things. Archie, uh, who, by the way, if he wasn't a royal, would absolutely get beaten up. His name is Archie Harrison Mountbatten Windsor. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, not a not a great look for that name. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so, so we will again. we will move on to uh, the Parents Guide game. Are you ready for this one, Mike? Oh, I'm ready. I even have the page open and everything. Wow. So I guess I'll go first. Now these are two. I don't know if you've seen either of these movies, and we've we've. We might have done one of these movies before. I don't remember. That's fair. I, I'm, I'm at that point too. Where I'm like, yeah, did I do this one? Although now that I think about it, one I'll be saving for the other the other thing that we're recording. So that's how this works, guys. We do this all on the same day. Uh, so the first one I'll give you. Uh, I like like I said, I'm pretty sure you've seen this movie. Although I don't think we've we've seen it together, but I'm pretty sure you've seen it. So, the first clue. Oh, hey, I wanted, to, I wanted to ask you something real quick, too, before we get into this. So, I've heard some things for from some fans, and I know that we really don't uh, care what the fans think or listen to them. <laughs> but, uh, some fans have suggested that instead of going back and forth, we one of us does the whole thing, you know, like one by one. And then the other person goes. That way, it's easier for them to play along at home. Well, I see what you're saying. We just go. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I'm fine with that. All right, so I'll start. We'll try it out. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. And I guess we'll just count the number of yeah, yeah of, of things. Although we don't keep score on this at all. Oh, I do. Uh, let's see. I, I secretly uh, keep score, and it's not going good for me. <laughs> uh, okay, first clue. A char- well, I, did kick, I did kick ass with uh, something about Mary last week. Yeah, you did. A character's ear is blown off by a bullet. And then, in parentheses, from a distance. Saving Private Ryan? No. 
Uh, let's see. No, I can't read that one. Okay, profanity. Around 30 sexual explicitive ex- expletives, and then it says in parentheses, fuck. So, just say 30 fucks. Uh, uh, yeah. Full metal jacket. No. Uh, some characters snort cocaine and powder from pills. Others are seen disorientated after this. Robocop. No. A man... Your thing is really throwing me off, because it sounds familiar. A man licks a teenage girl's cheek. God damn it. Lethal weapon. No. Uh, I'll stay in sex and nudity. A man, and then it gives the actress name, grabs a teenage girl's behind. This is played for laughs. Fast times ever has been high. No. Uh, let's see. Intense shootouts from beginning to end. Many characters shot, but not consistently graphically or bloodily. Uh, could you put some more adverbs in that sentence? Though in many shootouts, blood mist and blood splatter can be seen. In some shootouts, bloody wounds can be seen from shotguns, etc. Reservoir dogs. No. Um, do, do, do. A character driving an airplane is shot in the head with little blood splatter. Shooting is off screen. Con Air? No, closer though. Um, let's see. A child on a carousel is shot in the opening sequence. Although this is not shown. We see the bullet pass through his father, then blood on the carousel, and then the child laying lifeless on the ground. Oh, fuck. I, I, I'm going to be mad when I find out what this is. This sounds very familiar. Is this, um... Damn it. Commando. No. Two prisoners fight with many punches, kicks, and elbow strikes. Okay, I think I know what this is, actually. I, I 100% know what this is now. It's face-off. Correct. You got it. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. All right, clue number one. A man in, in shown is what it says, in brief type underwear. Uh, hmm. Uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought too, but no. Okay. I thought maybe so, you got a sneak peek of that movie that's coming out on Netflix. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, several times, one of the characters seems to be staring at a grown woman's open blouse or chest area. Seems to be, but isn't. Okay. So, hmm. Oh. Oh, wow, this sounds familiar. Now, now, I've just pictured the scene now, and it sounds really familiar. But, I don't know. Milk money? <laughs> no. Okay. In a short, comical scene, two men get in an argument leading into a punch taken by one of the men. However, the punch is off-screen. Bloody nose results are shown. Home Alone. No. One use of the F word. Just one. So it could be PG-13. 
Because you get one in a PG-13 movie. So, I will say... Hmm. Fast Times at Richmond High. No. It's definitely an R-rated movie, but... Two characters argue off-screen and a gunshot is heard. There's a lot of people... There's a lot of of stuff going on off-screen. People are getting into fist fights. (laughs) There's a lot of arguments off-screen. Let's see... Reservoir Dogs. You're just copying me at this point. Yeah. When I don't know, I just guess something you've already guessed. Right, yeah, that's wise in this game. A miner suggests buying some beer. Mm, well, okay, I know it's not super bad. Um, uh, what's a movie like that or where that happens? Oh, Dazed and Confused? No. Yeah. This is under uh, frightening and intense scenes. The idea of child abduction is frightening, though the viewer knows that one of the characters has not been abducted, the character's mother does not, and she is very upset. <laughs> Big. Yep. <laughs> I like the beginning of that the, the theme of child ab- of child abduction is frightening. It is. You're correct, sir. They're not wrong. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so yeah, and that that scene where he's looking at uh, where, where he's looking at her chest. Uh, he actually is. I mean, I'm probably in real life he's not. Like I'm sure Elizabeth Perkins didn't get nude. Just for Tom Hanks, you know, off screen. But but no, if you're getting nude for someone off screen, it's not Tom Hanks, right? <laughs> but uh, but yes, I mean, in the story of the the movie, she's definitely showing him her breasts. Yes. All right. So now on to our main topic of this episode, which is out of this world, <laughs> Mike. What? <laughs> This episode. So, I guess, okay. As we said, uh, if you haven't seen Out of This World, it's on YouTube. There are a lot of episodes on YouTube uh, available for free. So, just check out any of them if you want to. But the basic premise of it is uh, a, a dude that was an alien uh, voiced by Burt Reynolds who we never see. It's like John Forsyth on... on um, What's it called? Charlie's, Charlie's Angels. Angels. Yeah, uh, he he crash landed on Earth. He banged uh, this girl, and she gave birth to uh, a daughter that was half alien and half human, uh, played by Maureen Flanagan. And she can, at first, all she can do is stop time by touching her fingers together, and then she claps, and time unfreezes. But on her 16th birthday, she gets a new power, uh, which they call Gleeping, which is her ability to manifest anything that she wants into reality. So she can she can uh, make people appear. She can make things disappear. It's like uh, it's a good life, that, that episode of The Twilight Zone, where Billy Moomy can uh, wish people into the cornfield. Right. So that's the basic premise of the show, and there's a little thing. It, it it's something that the prop department put together that looks like it's made out of clear Legos that that uh, Burt Reynolds will call on uh, every once in a while. 
So it's basically Burt Reynolds, yeah. just like Burt, the, Burt Reynolds on the phone. They called him up on the phone. They're like, okay, it's time yes. to record some lines, Mr. Reynolds. And uh, he yeah. recorded, he, he took five minutes to record a few lines and they paid him, uh, you know, $100,000 for that. I'm sure they did, yeah. This year on this time is Prime Reynolds. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think the show ran from something like 86 to 90 or something like that around that, that time period. In how I have no idea. Yeah, it got four seasons somehow, and it's a it's not a good show. But on this episode, I I guess in the in the sixties there were some famous singing twins. I've, yeah, that part was very odd. I've never heard of them before. I believe they're were the were they the Borden sisters? Something like that, yeah. I think so, yeah. So they they were on the show, and they did this... Well, okay, so basically the show opens with Evie waking up, and on the TV, there's a commercial. And it's... it Basically, the entire premise of the episode revolves around an earworm, which is yeah. the the theme, this jingle to this, uh, this commercial that these two singers sing. And it's, oh man! Oh, I'm sorry. Something's gonna blow your mind real quick. I don't uh, interrupt before. No, good. I was I, I was looking it up. But I knew the name Maureen Flanagan was familiar. Do you know what else she was in? Mm, I can't. No, not off the top of my head. This will blow your mind. It's a uh, part of the the title of the podcast. Does that give you a clue? Massive late fee. Uh, massive head wound, Harry. No, a certain movie that resulted in a massive late fee from a mammoth video. Oh my god, that's right! She was in Teenage Bonnie and Klepto Clyde. She yeah, was Teenage I, I, Bonnie. Yep, yep, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> Wait, is she naked in that movie? I was just going to say, I believe there's nudity in that movie, so I might have to rewatch that one. There's definitely nudity in that movie. I think she's naked in that movie. I'm almost positive. Wow, that's crazy. I forgot that she was in that, yeah. I knew she didn't do a lot after this. Yeah, it's basically that and nothing else. <laughs> yeah. Like, I knew, like, cause I think, I, I, I think one time when I was watching, when I watched this, this show again, I said to myself, that name sounds really familiar. And I think I looked up her IMDb, but somehow I missed that, that she was in Teenage mm-hmm. Bonnie and Club Talk <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty cool. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. She is that. She looks totally familiar from that. I think I just watched her, her, or I think I just looked at her, her television f- filmography. I think that's what it was. Uh, and it's like she's on an episode of a, a few different, uh, you know, shows. Yeah, she was on. Oh, apparently, she was on Deep Space Nine. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So anyway. They uh, so this this whole thing where like I said revolves around an earworm. I think the jingle goes something like, uh, "Hey Buffalo Breath, is that what they call you?" And yes, it's for a mouthwash. Yeah, yeah. And it, what's weird is they sing it. They they don't have any. Even though they're twins, they don't really have much harmony. Mm-mm. Like they don't match up at all. Not and they're at like, all. Very tuneless. It's so it's like really weird. It's like really disturbing. Like this, like this. It is for sure an earworm. It used to like kind of. Haunt me when I was younger after I'd seen this because it would every so often I'd get it. It's like it's just wow, it's so very catchy but very weird. Like it is. It's like it, it's like tort. Like this is what they would play to terrorists to get them to confess. Yeah, 
Except, like, you know, they'll, like, often play, like, bad music, like, over and over again. Like, I think they'll play, like, the Macarena and that kind of stuff. Yeah. This is, they, oh, my God, who wouldn't give up on this? Oh, it's terrible. But, so, she wakes up, and her mother, Donna, this is, so, her mom, at different points d- during the series, did so many different things. Uh, right now, she's a caterer. At some point, she becomes the mayor of, Car- I think it's Carmel, it's, or no, Marlowe. It's a fictional town in California that's by Carmel and a couple other places that actually exist. But at least I think it's fictional. I'm pretty sure it doesn't exist. But at some point she becomes the mayor and uh, the Applegate is the chief of police. And and then at some point Applegate's the mayor. So I don't know if he gets demoted from mayor to chief of police or if it goes that he's the chief of police and she's the mayor and then he becomes the next mayor, and she goes into private business. I don't know. But, I'm surprised that they would even care enough to, like, you know, shuffle that stuff in the background around, because it looks like they paid, like, no attention to writing the script for this fucking show. Oh, yeah. And, and the thing is, is, I, I see, I've seen two episodes of this show fairly recently. In, I guess, during one season or two seasons, her brother lives, like, a couple doors down from them. And he's played by this, uh, you know, I, he's like a character actor from the 80s, but he's like a bigger guy with black hair. But then also, at some point, her, her I guess she has another brother, because her other brother mails himself to her from Italy <laughs> in this giant, wow. in this giant uh, crate. And yeah, this, this show is a complete mess, really. Um, I, I, I guess the writers were just looking for something to do, and so they just write like the most formulaic thing, which they were already doing. Yeah, well, the the co-writer of this show was cocaine, for sure. Uh, yeah, some, something. So, anyway, uh, so she's getting, she's trying, she owns a catering company, like I said, Donna, and she has, she has a commercial that day that she's going to be shooting. For some reason, it's filmed live and broadcast live. It's a, it's a live yes, the, commercial. Uh, the, the dirty work premise for a commercial, a commercial that only exists in the works of fiction. Yeah, exactly. So she's trying to prepare what she's going to do. She has no idea what she's going to do for this commercial yet. And they're filming it later that, I think later that day or the next day. And Evie's getting her retainer, which she is not happy about. So she goes and she gets her retainer and then she goes to... And this is also ridiculous. The name of the little 50s-style diner that they go to... And by the way, was 50s culture like... I don't remember this. Was 50s culture like super big in the late 80s and early 90s? I think it was, actually. Because there's this, and then there's uh, the Peach Pit on 90210, which Carol and I watch for the, the retro late fee that we do. Because I, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it when it was actually on in the 90s. But they have yeah, a 50s-style diner, too. Yeah, what it is is I think the uh, writers for these shows grew up in the 50s, you know, so they're, like, you know, pretty, like, moderately successful writers. Like, oh, hey, let's put a cool, you know, kids would love this shit, even though, and right. Save by the Bell, too, is, you know, what's his name, Max's Diner. It's the same That's true. That's true. You're right. That It is a 50s-style diner. But they're... They're, they're all, all around the same time period, so it's, like, these middle-aged uh, TV writers reliving their past because they think, you know, young people would care for that. Yeah, you're right. And honestly, really, if you think about it, it's also in um, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, it is. And there was a, a Chubby, Chubby Checker re-released the twist at one point in the uh, 90s. It was moderately successful. I think it was like, let's twist again. Oh, my God. That's 
There, I, I know there was a uh, there was a movie with Frankie Avalon and Annette Funicello. The, the, oh, the, I thought you were going to say the Stone Age. No, it's Back to the Beach. It's called. Huh. It's when you think it. It's like a it's like a remaking or a modern retelling of well, those beach movies they made. I think really, if you think about it, even um, I say I, I thought the the girl from the Stone Age almost looks like this uh, Evie, but it's not. It's she looks a little different. Yeah, she got the one from the Stone Age. Kind of looks like the chick on the Virgin Killers album. Yes, that's it's been a long time since I've seen the Stone Age. That's a that's a good movie. Yeah, it's a really it's a surprise. Like it's a, a movie that you just kind of rent when you're like. Uh, Maybe fifteen or sixteen, hoping to get some, uh, you know, a good amount of nudity in it. Right. But it was—I don't remember if there was any nudity, but it was a really good movie. Like it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't—I don't remember if there is either, but I do like the movie. Yeah. And it, the the Blue Oyster Cult plays at some point, and it all, and now it always reminds me of that uh, SNL sketch. Yeah, of course, of course it is. <laughs> but I'm any- sorry, Mark, you're saying they're uh, shooting a commercial live, which no one ever. <laughs> right. So she's trying to figure it out. Oh, so they go. Evie goes after she gets her retainer. She goes to the fifties diner, and their diner is called the Goody Goody, <laughs> which is the most ridiculous name. The Goody yes. Goody. It's like like, it, like they they actually ask like their assistant for a name because they couldn't think of anything. And I can't I can't even think of the name without hearing it in a stereotypical like Japanese voice. Oh, goody goody. Oh, no, I was thinking more like a child, but oh, you're a goody goody. Oh, yeah, okay, I can see that. All right, Shane Gillis, uh, <laughs> we can go ahead and uh, scrub that part. <laughs> right. But anyway, so she goes into there, and someone uh, mentions her mouth. Says, oh, you know, I couldn't even tell it was in your mouth. And those twins <laughs> appear in real life singing that song. In the diner. Now, the funny part about this is no one else in the diner notices they're there. And the two people that she's sitting with, her, her blonde, like, pseudo-boyfriend and the, the her, like, friend of hers, they're like, what's that? And they just, they kind of, they, like, half look around, but they don't look behind them where the sound is obviously coming from. Right. And it happens twice. And both times they do the same thing. They're like, what is that? And then Evie goes, oh, it's it's the radio. So she comes home. She talks to her mom about it. Uh, it happens in front of her mom because she says the word mouth. Because at first, it's like Blue's Clues. Or, yeah, it is. Or, or Dora the Explorer. Because she's like, I don't know what's triggering it, Mom. Well, what were you talking about? I was talking about my retainer and how it was in my mouth. And then they, they, they appear and they're like, hmm, what could it be? Yeah, this is another common premise of the 80s, like the idea of a retainer like a, or, you know, some kind of dental work, um, you know, broadcasting a radio signal. That was right. the bell in, the, in an episode. Yep. Yeah, with Screech. Oh, God, terrible. But, so... They finally figure out that it's every time she says the word mouth. So they call their dad. It's Burt so Reynolds. It's like Pee-wee's, Pee-wee's Playhouse at the same time. Right, exactly. Exactly. You said the secret word! But, uh, so they call, they call their, her dad, and Burt Reynolds gets his, you know, his one little moment to shine in the show. And he says, hmm. You, you literally hear him signing the check as he does this. <laughs> right. It's like that scene in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back where he's just counting money. 
Right. <laughs> and uh, so he says, "Huh, I'm not sure exactly why. Let me let me talk to the higher ups here on this planet that I'm at. I can't remember the name of the planet. Zordon, I believe, are <laughs> their names. Right. So he says, "I'll talk to them and I'll get back to you." So at some point, Evie takes the retainer out of her mouth. She asks her mom if it's okay if she takes the retainer out for a little bit, and she says, "Okay." Um. She is talking to Steve, that's his name, the boyfriend, and she says, you know, he's, like, she's saying, you know, like, he's about to say mouth a couple different times, and, like, I just want to put it in your mouth. Um, like, I'm oh, my joking. God, what's going on this episode? <laughs> I'm just joking. But, Jeez. but, uh... Come on, Evie, just a tip, so you can stop time if you don't like it. <laughs> if only she could reverse it. Right. But... <laughs> But, so, he, um, he, eventually he says it, and nothing happens. So she's like, oh, I'm cured. Everything's cool. And she tells her mom, hey, you know, it's not happening. Says the word mouth a few times. And she says, okay, let's go. We got to go film my commercial, my, my live broadcast commercial. And she says, put the retainer back in your mouth now. And she goes, oh, come on, mom, it's only a few minutes. And she said, you know, in those few minutes, uh, they your teeth have moved a couple milli, millimeters or something like that. And Evie says, what's a couple millimeters? And it's the only, this is, I don't even know if I would call it a good joke. This is the only actual joke in, in the episode. The one where it was a written out joke, set up punchline joke. Uh, and Donna says, uh, a couple thousand dollars. What's a couple inches, a couple thousand, or three hundred dollars, or something like that, she says. So it's the only actual executed joke in the entire script. I say joke about the expensive dental care. Right, exactly. You're right, this was definitely written by middle-aged men. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, no, sh- yeah, no shit. So, then... Are there, are there evil real estate developers, <laughs> as we discovered, as another common enemy? Right. So right as they leave, I'm sure there's episodes with that, for sure. Right as they leave, uh, Burt Reynolds calls back and says, Hey, we figured it out. It's something about the metal in your retainer that's causing this to happen. So don't put your retainer in until you can talk to me. And that's all he says. And he leaves, he leaves that message for them. So, I, I mean, I don't know what kind of metal they're saying is being used in this retainer, but it's just... Isn't it just a regular like metal? Like, wouldn't it just be steel? Yeah, why would it not be? Like, well, I, I, I was gonna, I was thought I'd save some money. There was a meteorite that crashed outside the office, <laughs> so that's why I went and I smelted it down in the other room. I, I am a blacksmith on the side too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so weird. But anyway, so she goes to the the thing, the the commercial, and you know they go on. Now she has. There's a director there. You know, there's production people there, camera crew there and everything. They say action, and she's supposed to go, and she just stares blankly at the at this camera because she hasn't written anything down. She doesn't have a script, doesn't know what she's going to say. Apparently, the directors don't care. They're, like, it's so... The, the setup of this is so weird. <laughs> it would never happen like this. So she's trying to stumble along with what's going on. She says the word mouth, and the... the the girl, the twins appear behind her. So Evie freezes time. Which, by the way, she should have just done that from the beginning when she saw her mom crashing and burning. Yeah, I, I don't know why she doesn't just freeze time immediately at the ep- beginning of every episode. You make sure all your shit's in order and then unfreeze it. Exactly. 
But anyway, so she freezes time. She's like, I don't know what's going on. I thought this was cured. Uh, just whatever you do, she gets rid of him and she says, whatever you do, don't say the word mouth. So she, she you know, does time again uh, and she starts talking. She goes to say something about mouth, like don't be down in the, and then she stops because she doesn't want to say the word mouth. The director off camera just says the word mouth while <laughs> while the commercial's going on. Like, what the fuck? You should you're not on camera. You shouldn't be talking. So the twins appear again, and then Donna is able to think of some impromptu rhyme. It's like the worst rap battle. Where she right. just, it really she, is. She just think she just thinks of these rhymes uh, as the the sisters are singing. And then uh, the commercial's over, and they're like, oh, okay. So at first Donna thinks that it's terrible, but then they, the, the, the TV station calls and says, oh, they've gotten hundreds of letters and calls for, for people wanting that say they love the commercial and want to hire her for her catering services. It's, it's the most ridiculous convoluted thing ever. Yeah, I think uh, I think the people who used to write letters to like TV shows and stuff like that are the ones who now comment on IMDb. Yeah, exactly. And that's There's, that's the thing be a lot too. Of crossover. Like, that's the thing too. Is like, what are they? What was her? She didn't give her address. She didn't give her phone number. How was she? So the only way she was going to get business were people saying, "Oh, I like that commercial. Let me write into the station and see where I can yeah. contact her." Yeah, no shit. It's for the whole thing was dumb and ill thought out. Yeah, this entire show was fucking dumb as shit. Yeah, so it wasn't great, uh, but that was uh, out of this world for this week. Hey, you know, what would be the uh, perfect crossover with this show. It's another shitty eighties uh, show. Hmm. My secret identity. Oh yes, with uh, Jerry O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that would be that. That would would have been a good crossover. I like the same shit tier heroes. I mean, Jerry O'Connell like fucking took his shoes off and he floats. That's his power. Yeah, it was so weird. So dumb. Not even not even good flying either. Just like really he bad. Kind of hovered. Yeah, really bad eighties CGI floating. Yeah, and what's messed up is even. When I was around that age when it came out and was watching, even then I knew it was a shit show. I would like I watched like maybe like half. Half of like one episode, and I was just like, "Okay, I never need to watch this again. This is the dumbest thing I've ever fucking seen in my entire life." Yeah. Oh yeah. Not good. Uh, you know, it was much better. Sliders. Yeah, sliders was uh, <laughs> was kind of fun, but kind of terrible. It had its moments. You got to a certain point where it really slid off the uh, road. With, oh yeah. Like, uh, like it wasn't even Jerry O'Connell anymore. It was like his real life brother was on the show. Yes. Yes. I mean, uh, Jerry O'Connell being the star of the show is pushing it as it is. Right. Having his brother, who no one's ever heard of, playing like his cousin or something? No, thank you. I think his name is Terry O'Connell. I, I don't know. I don't yeah, know what it was, but yeah, it was bad. Uh, so yeah, there was some really like cool, like, it was almost like, a, uh, like an anthology, like a Twilight Zone type show with the same people, you know, at the first. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like one of my favorite episodes, it was really neat. It was like uh, there was like the, the top sport was like actually like this like almost like a quiz bowl combined with like uh, you know yep. athletic uh, you know ability. Yep. I, I don't remember the rules, but it was really cool. It was like you know you had to be both intelligent and like physically you know adept and like uh, Jerry O'Connell, whatever Quinn Mallory maybe. That's right, exactly. 
Yeah, so like his like his his quote in this world was actually like the you know the top sports star. He was like at Harvard and like you know basically himself, but he was like a really like you know famous athlete. Mm-hmm. I think he could use college players to get endorsements in this too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, correct. Which is really the most revolutionary idea of all, right? I think yeah. Screw traveling the multiverse. Uh... Should they should? I mean, even if they didn't let uh, college uh, athletes get paid, if they let them get like endorsements, that would solve a lot of it. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, I think the I think the rules were something like I remember there was a ball. It was kind of like football, but you couldn't like you got into a square, and there was like a, these squares, almost like chess, and but it was life size, and you had to like answer a question, and then you could advance or something like that. I I don't know. It was like you got like points, and it was really weird because you could like uh, I I'd like to watch it and just see the rules. It'd be kind of fun to play in real life. Oh yeah, but um. It was like a, it was like a quiz show with like a, almost like a dodgeball type keep away type. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a lot like that. That's pretty sweet. Oh, well, that is our episode for the week. Tune in next week for more crap on, on dumpster diving. Uh, you know, do all the stuff that that we like you to do. Give us likes, give us reviews, uh, talk to us on Twitter, all that stuff. Let us know which format of the IMDb game you prefer. Do you like how we did this episode, where we all... We'll do this on the other episode, too. Yeah. Um, where we all read them in a row, or would you rather we alternate? I can see how it can be confusing. Just let us know what works better for you. Yeah, agreed. Uh, so we will see you next time. Bye. See you next time.